0: Hey everyone, Ellie here, wishing you another happy Friday. Boy, we are getting a civic education all together on our courts. We're in the Supreme Court one day, the Court of Appeals the next day, the District Court the next day. Uh, It's fun to watch. I enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it. I hope these pieces help you understand it all. To that end... This week's piece focuses on something that's brand new, something that's never happened before and how we're all trying to puzzle through it together. So hope you enjoy. As always, send me your thoughts, questions, or comments to letters com. Nobody knows for sure how this is going to go. No practitioner, no law professor, no retired judge, no Twitter icon, no TV analyst or former prosecutor, ahem, can rightly make bold declarations about how the ongoing legal Armageddon over the 14th Amendment will ultimately come out. We can have our views on what's likely. I've got mine, and we'll talk about that in a moment. And we can draw on adjacent examples but we've never seen anything quite like the ongoing effort to disqualify Donald Trump from the 2024 presidential ballot. As a wise federal judge once said to me after a difficult trial setback, a little humility never hurt anyone. So let's start by acknowledging that this is new to all of us. We can learn together as we go. Further complicating matters, we, collectively, have been all over the map, literally, on this issue. Nationwide, the healthy majority of 14th Amendment challenges have failed. Some have been rejected by secretaries of state, others by state courts, still others by federal judges for varied reasons. But now two states, Colorado and Maine, have broken the seal and determined, for the moment at least, that Trump engaged in insurrection and therefore cannot appear on their 2024 ballots. Late last week, the Supreme Court decided to weigh in, likely spurred by the proliferation of state-by-state chaos. The court's order granting certiorari, meaning taking the case, it's perfunctory. The court gave us one paragraph all about scheduling. Now, while some cert orders delineate the precise legal questions to be argued, this one is silent on the matter. Essentially, it's we're taking the case, but we're not specifying on exactly which grounds. Still, we can puzzle through and gain some clarity. In his petition for review, Trump makes somewhere between seven and 10 arguments against his disqualification, depending how thinly we slice the pie. The court might rule on all of them or some or none at all. It might find for Trump on some issues, but against him on others, or it could import a rationale that Trump has not even raised. The permutations here are dizzying mathematically. So let's try to narrow down the possibilities in Holmesian fashion. Sherlock or Oliver Wendell, take your pick. First, Let's adopt an uncontroversial premise. The Supreme Court wants to put an end to this now. The last thing the justices, or most Americans, I'd assume, want over the next few months is a piecemeal flow of dozens of other disputes arising in states that disqualify or refuse to disqualify Trump from the 2024 ballot. The court has every incentive to use a silver bullet here. One shot and we're done. Agreed? If so, then we actually have our answer about who will win. Let's imagine for a moment that the court defies the widespread but not universal expectation that it will strike down the Colorado Supreme Court and instead that it will uphold Trump's disqualification there. Such a ruling would essentially amount to this. Individual states do have the right to apply and administer the 14th Amendment according to their own procedures, and Colorado did so within the bounds of due process. A decision along these lines would, of course, bar Trump from the Colorado ballot And it would establish that other states can apply the 14th Amendment to ban him, too, so long as they abide by reasonably fair processes. But here's the problem. A pro-Colorado, anti-Trump outcome doesn't settle anything beyond the borders of the Rocky Mountain state. If the court does leave disqualification up to the individual states, then every state's determination becomes fodder for litigation. Did this state abide by its own procedures and afford Trump due process? The Supreme Court would essentially have to consider or refuse to consider each state's disqualification determination one by one. And there are around three dozen such challenges making their way through various administrative agencies and courts. Do you see a world where the Supreme Court invites that outcome? I don't. If the court wants to issue one definitive ruling that will resolve all 14th Amendment challenges nationwide, it has two pathways to get there, and both of them result in Trump victories. First, the Supreme Court could rule that only Congress has the authority to set procedures for application of the 14th Amendment and that in the absence of such enabling legislation, the states are out of luck. Keep in mind that while Section 3 of the 14th Amendment contains the Insurrection Clause, Section 5 of the same amendment provides that, quote, the Congress, meaning the U.S. Congress, shall have the power to enforce by appropriate legislation the provisions of this article. Second, the court might rule that the 14th Amendment does not apply to the presidency. On one hand, the amendment's text does delineate certain offices, senators, representatives, even presidential electors, but not the actual president, though it does apply to, quote, any office civil or military under the United States. On the other hand, it's tough to believe that the framers wanted to keep insurrectionists out of all offices, except for the most powerful one. If I had to guess, and we are all guessing, perhaps cut with some experience and intuition, I'd go with the former one-shot approach, though they could do both. The court can base its ruling on textualist, plain language principles. When the Constitution says Congress decides, it means Congress and not Congress, but also the states, if they feel like it. It's legalistic. It's above the fray. It's clean and it's definitive. Plus, the court would build itself a neat little political heat shield. Don't like this result? Blame Congress. They're the ones who haven't done their jobs for 150 years. As for the president is not an officer argument, that one feels too much like a loophole, a stretch of common sense. How the hell could the president not be an officer of the United States? I have a hunch the court will give that one a pass either way or both. With one decision, the court can reach a defensible legal result and put an end to the ongoing political and electoral chaos. If that's disappointing to you, take solace in this. Whatever happens, we'll know much more about the constitutional insurrectionist ban when this is all over. The 14th Amendment may not help the country be rid of Donald Trump now, but we could learn how to use it properly in the future. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay safe and stay informed.